Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Larry Kay, and I'm a recovered compulsive reader. Today is uh, Wednesday, August 3rd, 2016, and um, today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are currently on page 86, reading from the second paragraph, page 86. So today's readers, we have uh, Janice on the 12 steps, we've got Nadia on the 12 traditions, and the readers of the text are Deb W, Hoodie R, and Rachel N M. The, the reference number for yesterday, which is uh, Tuesday, August 2nd, is 8967. That's 8967. OA Preamble, Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence, and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So let me now ask uh, Janice to read the 12 steps. Janice, good morning. Well, good morning to you, Larry Kay, and everyone. My name is Janice M. I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. These are the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Janice. Okay, let me now ask uh, Nadia B. to read the 12 traditions. Nadia, good morning. 
Good morning, everyone. This is Nadia B., Grateful, Recovered, Compulsive Reader in Connecticut. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop uh, eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the um, compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought to never endorse finance or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. These problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should, never, should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought to never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought to never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and films. And 12. Anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thank you. Thanks, Nadia. Okay, here's how our meeting works. Um, our meeting focuses... Hold on one second here. Rule 62 here. I just lost my page. Ah, so sorry here. Leah, can I ask you to uh, to jump in there? My uh, computer just went zapped out here. I could probably do it by memory. But I think it would be better if uh, if I could pass that baton to you. Or Janice or uh, someone wants to Janice, step in. Janice, I'll be glad to do that. Oh, thank you, Janice. Uh, I can do it for you, Larry. How okay. our meeting... Um, thanks, Janice. Okay. Oh, How sorry. our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions of recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing on what, um, 
we are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. Um, to share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. Now, in order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Okay, today. All right, I got it, Janet. Got it okay. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Hey, this takes a village here, right? Yes, it That's, does. Uh, yeah, okay, I can pick it up from there. Okay, so today, here we are. We are on currently on page 86. We're on the second paragraph, which starts on awakening. And uh, we're going to read through uh, two paragraphs. <clears throat> the first paragraph for context, second paragraph is we're going to focus our comments on the second paragraph. And so let me ask Deb W. to uh, begin reading. Deb, good morning. Good morning, Larry. This is Deb W. recovered in Oklahoma. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonesty, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is cleared of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration, an intuitive thought, or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be a hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption in all sorts of absurd actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration we come to rely on it. And those paragraphs are some of my favorite paragraphs. Of course, everything in the big book is awesome. Uh, so when I start out, I, I think about, uh, it says, uh, we on awakening, we uh, think about the 24 hours a day. And that, I know that I'm going back a minute. But, you know, the reason this is important for me is I have an idea. I have a plan. You know, this is my what I want to do, and I can jot down what I want to do. So I use my planner. Um, but that doesn't mean that's the way my day is going to go. It's just that God gives me the opportunity to look at my day and get some direction. Um, I always have things that give me indecision about my day, about my life, you know. I notice now that since I've been through the steps, there's this pause that, you know, when I come to a difficult, and for me mostly it's where I don't know which way to go either way. There's not a strong do this. There's not a strong don't do this. So I'm just at the point of, you know, I always have this thing, I want to do it perfectly. I want to do it right. Well, I have found out that right and wrong 
with a lot of life decisions, they don't real there is not a clear right or a clear wrong. So, you know, I can just ask God's will. I can ask God, give me direction. You know, like today when I get up to and I get the opportunity to speak, I can ask God to give me some words. You know, please let my mind be clear. Let my thoughts be clear. And, you know, does it work 100% of the time? No, but I've prayed the prayer. I've included God, and I have to just believe that things and words and whatever anybody got out of it is what God would have uh, it be, you know. I want it to be perfect, and, and, and it just isn't. Life isn't perfect. Um and so uh, I asked for an intuitive thought or decision, and then I relax and take it easy. You know, I don't. We don't struggle. I love these words. I mean, we can accept life on life's terms. We can accept things that are going on for the moment, living in the moment, uh, because that's what we do. I mean, God is actually directing this thing, directing my path, and I'm just walking through it. And guess what? It is true um, in these, these, to me, these promises. Uh, what used to be a hunch or an occasional inspiration, it becomes to be the way that I think, the way that I live my life. Um, I'm, I'm waiting on a message. I'm waiting on the direction. I'm going within myself to this self uh, that is my better part and and watching, I, I have this this CD that I love that says, "We are watchers." You know, we watch and see God perform uh, uh, and 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 move us through life. And uh, the thoughts do come. You know, what do I do? It comes. You know, out of the blue. You know, a thought comes. And um, you know, are all the thoughts the right thoughts? No, I, I do at times do some you know, things that I have to put on my um, amends list. I have to put them on my uh, corrective measures for the day. I mean, I do it that way, but I'm learning. I'm on this path, and I am being taught. And these steps are just so perfect for a guide for life because I didn't have a guide before. I just, you know, hauled off and ran through life, and life happened to me rather than God directing my life. And so with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Deb. Okay, we're going to open up the shares, just if you're getting on the line. Um, now we're on page 86, the second uh, paragraph. And Deb read through two paragraphs. So who would like to comment on what was read? I'm not Chris sure. Chris Chrissy. I heard Charles. I heard Paula. I heard Chrissy. Judy L. Who else? Vasa O. Janice B. Janice B. Okay. Judy I, uh, yeah, I heard you. I got you, Judy. Um, I heard Charles, Paula, Chrissy, Judy F., Vasa, Janice B. Or was that Janice V? I think it was Janice B. Did I leave somebody else out? Janice B. Gotcha, Janice. Okay, let's go with uh, Charles, followed by Paula. Hey, what's up, Chuck? Hey, what's going on, Larry? Thank you for your, your continued um, service. Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater just for today. And, um, man, this is this is great read, man, great read. Um, 
So I want to drill down where it says, um, here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or a decision. Remember that word, decision? Um, so, you know, for me, it's the space between the bars that hold a tiger. Well, rest in peace, my man Wayne Dyer, man. He he, he tells me that um, the average human being has 60,000 thoughts a day. Um, the problem is that <laughs> I probably have the same 60,000 thoughts without without this this step here without asking God another prayer every single day I got to ask God um the space between the, the tiger is not the fool today the tiger is my self will the tiger is is fears and the tiger is is just everyday living that I need that I need God in my life to to adjust that man because I I, I get off the beam it's, it's wiping off the it's wiping off the the, the car lens man because it's foggy you know, if I think, if I think everything is beautiful every single day, every thought is intuitive, I'm fooling myself. I need to get quiet. That tiger in my mind wants everything that Charles wants. It don't care about other people. And this is making a decision. I ask, I pray, I pray to my higher power to give me an intuitive thought. You know, because. The third chapter, the third um, paragraph says, "I might pay for it with, with some foolish acts, even in recovery. I've done some stupid stuff in recovery. You know what I'm saying? So I need an intuitive thought, and if I don't get quiet, that tiger is going to be all over the place, and that's all I need. I don't even need no more time. With that, I pass. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Charles. Okay, so we have Paula up next, followed by Chrissy. Paula, good morning." And good morning to you, and thank you for your service today. This would be Paula D., currently in New Hampshire, recovered still by and with the grace of God. It says here, in thinking about our day, well, there it all starts, isn't it? The thinking. I wake up, and I wake up here. Look at how I wake up with God in our day. I don't know what your day is like. And Deb W. gave a beautiful, beautiful look into her day. And here, your day. But today... I look at this and it says, we may face indecision. I don't know what you face today, but this is the difference. Here we all come together. We ask God wherever we are, and every word starts within. Inspiration, intuitive thought, it all comes within. See, I always looked outside, outside how my day was and how it was going to be. I looked in the wrong direction. But I want to end with, and I don't want to take much time. I love listening. And that's a new experience for me. This part here, we're not going to be inspired at all times. And we might pay for the ideas. I was definitely explained. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking again will as time passes. Oh, I used to try to rush things. Oh, don't do it. It will come. But now I want to change just for a moment. I know what this means. Be more and more on the plane. Now I know what they're saying, but I'm going to tell you it's a plane. It's a plane that takes you from one place to another. My thoughts, God thoughts. I'm not in the same place of inspiration. It will take you there. We come to rely upon it. That I do. And with that, I thank you for the time given. And with that, I do pass. 
Thank you so much, Paula. Okay, we have Christy followed by Judy. Christy, good morning. Your turn. Hi, good morning. I'm Christy. She recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic from New Jersey. And I I I know I don't always know what God's will is for me. That's true, and I agree. I agree with Deb. And I do know when it's not. It's usually when I do something very hasty and impulsive. So it's been really helpful in my recovery to take time to to not rush to something, to wait 24 hours for a decision, not make hasty decisions or hasty actions. And and that's really helped me a lot because I have done some really, made some really absurd judgments. And I have, I'm in uh, a couple 12-step programs and those people who know me for a while are very quick to point out all of the the ridiculousness that that I've I've created over the years. Um, I think of Lucy and Ethel, and that you know I've I've done some pretty silly things. And you know, thank thankfully my higher power is really merciful, and I haven't caused too many disasters in doing that. And I I do believe that that my higher power uses everything for good. So this doesn't have to be um, like this this huge stressor. You know, am I going to get it right? Am I going to get it wrong? Because what I've come to learn is that when I do make those absurd calls, my higher power uses them for good. He turns lemons into lemonade, and I learn something inevitably. And and I'm so grateful for, for those lessons. And I'm dependent. I'm dependent upon my higher power in in making the decisions that feel comfortable and that run smoothly and in the ones that feel impulsive and don't seem to kind of, you know, go off the rails a little bit. I'm dependent upon my higher power getting me back on the rails. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Chrissy. So we have Judy F. followed by Vasa O. Judy, good morning. Your turn. Hi, Larry. Thank you for your service. This is Judy F. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered in Massachusetts. Grateful to be here and on this paragraph. Uh, So step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. And this has been giving us directions at night before we retire, in the morning before we start our day, and then now as I'm going through the day, and for me, oh boy, before program and even in program, I, I have indecision and, and here's some direction for prayer and meditation to ask God for the right thought, inspiration, um, decision. And then I listen and, and I trust. And that's how I'm living today, you know, trusting and relying on God to give me those thoughts. Because my first thoughts in the morning are selfishness and fear. And I get directed to be uh, not self, you know, to be divorced of self-seeking, dishonest, and selfish ways in my thinking. It has nothing to do with the food. And then now my thinking is going to come up again. You know, the ego regenerates itself continually. And that's why I need God continually and that conscious contact. And that's what these directions have been for me. And Boy, before program, I couldn't make a decision between what to eat to who to marry. And 
what I've learned is that, you know, I ask God, I listen, and then I get going with doing service and working my program, you know, taking the next right step. And I don't have to be dwelling on what the decision could be. I don't have to be obsessing about it. It, it does come. And, yes, sometimes I've, I've followed something too quickly and I've learned. It's all this learning process. I'm in the growing steps right now, and I continue to learn. And I'm so grateful for these very clear directions on how to live. Live without going to the food because whenever I was in this indecision, then I would get scared and then I'd go to the food or any reason to go to the food, really. But I, um, indecision used to plague me. And today I have a higher power that helps me with that. And I also discussed with my sponsor and other recovered people if, if I have a couple of decisions. And, but that prayer and then listening is so important for me and I can't hear it enough. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Judy. Okay, we have Vasa up, followed by Janice B. Vasa, good morning. Yes. Thank you. Good morning, Larry and everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful recovered compulsive overeater calling from Massachusetts, Foxborough, Massachusetts. And yeah, as I said before, uh, step three and step 11 are my favorite of all the steps. And um, I didn't know what... Again, I was not just compulsive overeater. I was also compulsive thinker and doer. Didn't know how to rely on God. I relied on my own willpower with the food and my life. And I did not know I could go to God or or I could trust God to help me in, in those areas. And uh, and I'm so grateful I have found, yes, I can trust and I can rely and I can believe because when I go back, I see how God has done to me what I couldn't do for myself. And thank you, God, that he brought me to the 12 steps and the, and the big book. And, um, and again, the, you know, the transformation happens here as I go through the steps. If I just keep coming and do the work as a, and do the steps as they are laid out. So I did not know how to relax. I learned how to relax in step 11, prayer and meditate. And that was very hard for me because I thought people that sat around and prayed, or, you know, they were lazy people, you know. Well, no, I, you know, I don't have to be doing it the whole day, you know. I can give God enough time pray and listen and 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 I find out that my think my thinking will at times pass nevertheless we find that our thinking will at times passes because more and more on the plane of inspiration we come to rely upon it and again that was also a gradual process for me you know uh, after practicing what I did for many years it did not work you know so I needed to depend on my higher power to give me the direction, to show me what's the best for me to do for that day. And if things change, if I had my day planned, if something happened, it changed, then I say, okay, that must not be my, it, it's going to be God's will for me. That's why it happens, you know. So it's amazing. It's amazing what this program has done for me that I couldn't do for myself and God. 
And all of you that are on the meeting every morning, and I can hear your own, uh, your own how I get inspired by you. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa. And next we have Janice B. Janice, good morning. Your turn. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. This is Janice B., recovered compulsive overeater in Florida this morning. Oh, so on awakening, we think about the 24 hours a day, and we ask God to direct our thinking. So, so I do that on awakening. You know, and um, I get quiet, and I ask God to direct my thinking, and then I listen, and um, I write down the possibilities for the day. And uh, I used to; uh, those possibilities always used to be work-related, and um, and. Then I, I started asking for how can I be helpful today? What can I do today to be helpful? And um, so that was that was growth for me. And uh, you know, all throughout the day, I have to relax and ask God to direct my thinking because when I get on autopilot, my mind is like a clenched fist. Nothing, like nothing can get in when I'm on autopilot going through my day. And um, and I find that um, the intuitive thoughts happen when, when I can kind of, I, I need to like take deep breaths during the day and just reconnect with um, reconnect with God and ask what's what's the next right thing. I, I often get overwhelmed with everything that that I think I have to be doing and um, and and get paralyzed. And um, I need to relax and ask God to direct my thinking and um, trust with what comes up. It's like God whispers. God really whispers to me. And I have to listen hard to to hear it. And um, with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Janice. Okay, who else would like to share on what was read? Rachel N.M. Mary Kay. Leslie W. Amy G. That's Al. Sarah W. Holly yeah. G. Janice S. from St. Augustine. All right, let me see. Let me see if I got this here. My hearing's going as I'm getting older here, but let's see. I got Rachel. I got Mary Kay. I got Leslie, Amy, Beth, Sarah, Paula G. and Janice F. Did I miss anyone? Sue G. Sue G. Okay, Shit. let's. Shannon, let's James. stop with Shannon. Uh, and James, just because you're a guy, and you know, I'm just going to be biased and throw you in there too. Let's see if we get if we get through it all. Hey, um, Rachel, you're up, followed by Mary Kay. Rachel, good morning. Good morning. This is Rachel and M. I love this paragraph. It's been 
I'm I'm a thankful recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic. I love this paragraph because it has truly been revolutionary in my life. Um and I think that it has significant that it becomes after step three because in step three is when I turned my will and my life over the care of God. And um before I had done that when I would ask for intuitive thought or decision, it didn't work because I was still in a muddle of my own will, and I really I wanted God to help me, but I really wanted my own way, and I wanted um, I was fearful and proud, uh, fear that I'd make the wrong decision, and I wasn't willing um, to make a wrong decision. So the difference is today that uh, in the morning I pray the third step prayer. And I'm willing to do God's will every day, or if I'm not willing, I pray for the willingness. And then I can move ahead with um, how God directs my thinking. And sometimes I make mistakes, but today I'm willing to make mistakes because I know that God can redeem them. Um, And it's not about me anymore. It's about God's glory and my usefulness to Him and others. And I'm so thankful for what um, this paragraph and the 12 steps have done in my life. I pass. Thanks so much, Rachel. Next we have Mary Kay followed by Leslie. Mary Kay. Uh, Good morning. This is Mary Kay W. Grateful, grateful, recovered and recovering compulsive overeater one day at a time calling from Western New York. Um, I wanted to share specifically on this paragraph in this section of the book, um, it's, I've got it started as the morning prayers and it's the second prayer of, of the morning prayers, and because the instructions are so explicit, and and it's I'm reminded constantly that this is our textbook, and 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 then and it's it's gifts come from following these instructions carefully, and I I have many many personal experiences, and just am so so grateful grateful for that 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 the the and part of my daily practice that that. Um, <laughs> And through through the the supports and works of of, of the program of Readers Anonymous and the work of Alcoholics Anonymous is there's a 6:45 uh, meeting um, to an OA meeting uh, called the the Sunrise Meeting, and I start there every day and for the first 15 minutes very specifically to because part of their daily practice is reading this these paragraphs uh on awakening and then in thinking about our day and 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 all the way through page 88 so i i i live in these words daily uh with help with my fellows in the room and and the the struggles that they're talked about in the, in this second paragraph um I finding my relaxing and taking it easy more and more and and there's a whole lot of freedom in that when I've given up the struggle and I let God direct my thinking and I ask for it and I pray for it and I'm grateful and with that I pass. Thanks Mary Kay. So we have Leslie next followed by Amy. Leslie, good morning. Good morning Larry. Thank you for your service. This is Leslie, a compulsive overeater in Tennessee. And I am grateful to be up and on this call this morning and reading these words because in thinking about our day, we may face indecision. I think I think this is the pause paragraph for me. Um, you know, 
I've been in program now for about six years, and um, I just I don't think I ever learned how to stop before program. I I, I never learned how to stop and pause. Um, I I knew <clears throat> I think that I knew on some level um, that. That, that God would give me that inspiration, but I never actually asked for it. Um, so it's, it's, this is another action step for me because I'm a person who can sit in indecision. Um, if I am fearful of what the day may hold, I can just sit in that indecision and sit and sit and sit and out of fear not act. Um, and that's been... And sometimes I let other people make those decisions for me. But now I I just stop and, and I've learned how to do this. And I'm still learning how to do this. And I, I don't do it perfectly and that's okay. But I am learning how to relax and take it easy, even when there's chaos swirling all around me. Because when I wake up in the morning, it's it's usually chaos. Um, I get a few moments by myself. But then, um, you know... My six-year-old is up. My two-year-old is up. My husband is up. Everybody's talking. The day gets going. And before I know it, I've forgotten to ask God to to direct my thoughts. And that is just a recipe for disaster for me. So I'm just grateful that I've been given the tools in this program to learn how to do that because it's literally been such a huge step for me in my life. And I'm so glad for this call and for this program um, that has just saved my life. So thank you, Larry, and I pass. Uh, thank you, Leslie. Okay, we have Amy followed by Beth. Amy, what are you going to do? Hey, Amy. <laughs> hey, Larry, how are you? Good morning. Good. Thanks for an awesome meeting. Gosh, I am so excited this morning because what I am hearing this morning just makes me want to cry because this is, what I'm hearing is transformed lives. I'm hearing people sharing about a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery where their thought life, they've been restored to sanity. It talks about this on page 84. It says, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol, for by this time sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we will recoil as if from a hot flame. My thinking life, as I've worked these steps, and I believe that to be the case for me and all the people I've heard about talking on the line this morning, I will start thinking clearly. My reactions to life may not be perfect, but I will be staying in my thought life, which is, for example, prior to program, if I was mad or angry at you, my first reaction would be, well, I'm going to go binge my brains out. Now my reaction is, okay, God, what should I be doing now? You know, please guide me. Try to help me pause. Let me have an intuitive thought instead of an impulsive thought, for example. It's all of us working our thought lives along the lines of what God's will for us is today as opposed to what my and Amy and me, myself, and I's will was for me in the day. It's trying to get outside of myself. It's trying to live my life on life's terms. I mean, I don't know about you all, but I found out after working these steps that the the only thing really black and white in my life is my abstinence. Life itself, life on life's terms is this, is this incredible, wonderful, but frustrating sometimes area of gray. And sometimes there is indecision. 
indecision. Every single day I face indecision. Do I make right choices? Like others have said, no, I don't always make right decisions at all. But the beauty of it is that I can roll with it now. I have a network of recovered people. God with skin on. I can pray about it or I can call and talk to that network. I can ask them what to do. What have they done? What are their experiences? I have a whole new world opened up, opened up to me now because I've been restored to sanity by the grace of God in these steps. That's what I hear today. It's recovery. It's so awesome. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Amy. Okay, we have Beth followed by Sarah. Beth, good morning. Morning, Larry. Thanks for your service. Can you hear me okay? I can. This is Beth L. from Annapolis, Maryland. And I just want to do two things, if I can, in this three minutes, hopefully sooner than three minutes. I want to uh, do some translating of a sentence or two in this paragraph, and then I want to give a concrete example, because I love concrete examples. It's hard for me to know what to do or what they're talking about without seeing Um, an example. So the first thing I want to do is give a shout out to my fellow atheists and agnostics. And somebody may have already said this on another meeting this week, um, because I haven't listened every minute, but um, it is not necessary to have a God to believe in God to work this program. It works even without that. So the sentence, here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or a decision. Well, how am I going to ask God if I don't believe in God? And that tripped me up for a long time. I've been in program now for um, 14 years and recently recovered within the last six months. And um, what I found is that I can have a higher power that is um, something else. And there's many uh, special edition talks on this, so I don't want to take up too much time. But let me tell you a a story of how this worked for me. And this was really, for full disclosure, this happened to me right after step three. I had decided to just do this, and I I had gotten hope from listening to this meeting. So every morning I get up and I journal, I meditate, I pray, I do my food plan, I do my gratitude list. And this one morning I came out at around 6 and my 9-year-old son told me that he needed a white button-down shirt. I knew he needed it, but he told me he needed it today for school. His bus came at 7.15. So it's 6 o'clock. I'm panicking. But I put that aside and I said, okay, this is the test. I'm not going to worry about it. Something's going to come to me. So I went about my business and I did whatever I was doing and just kept pushing ideas aside, frantic ideas of how I was going to do this. And finally, a thought just floated through my head. We have neighbors now with boys who are nine, like my son. And so I asked my husband to please text the neighbors instead of panicking and telling him, freaking out. And he texted them. And almost immediately, we got two answers back. One of them was from another mother who didn't know about the concert and the white shirt and was so grateful and offered to buy us one when she went to buy her son's and drop it at school. And the other answer was, yes, I have one. It's hanging on the doorknob. Come and get it. So that was the answer to my problem. And it was a beautiful thing, and it really set me on the path to recovery. So I'm out of time. So with that, I pass. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Beth. Okay, so we have Sarah next, followed by Paula. Sarah, good morning. 
Good morning, Larry. Thank you so much for your service this morning. You did a beautiful job walking through that anxiety. It sounds like you faced a little indecision and you did great. Um, it is a hard thing when we do face indecision. I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. You know, I don't always feel connected every single day in recovery. I came in in 95, uh, worked the big book uh, with a wonderful sponsor, um, and got off track because I failed to continue to do these things. And um, I had five years of, you know, 100-pound weight loss, uh, beautiful abstinence. Um, but, you know, I wasn't doing 10 steps either. Um, as far as this paragraph, the thing that comes up to me is my whole life I could never delay gratification. Uh, I always just did what, what came to me. I never thought about how it would affect me or anybody else. And, um, you know, the steps have really helped me to realize that, um, you know, whatever dog I feed in my head is, you know, what's going to grow. And if I want to feed that part of myself that is um, intuitive and loving and gentle and good, which is, you know, my God consciousness, you know, it will grow. And it's it's about practicing this. Um, it's not about perfecting it. And so for me, um, I was thinking about the humility that it, that is involved in this, you know, that I have to get out of the way and I have to just take a breath. And even if I want to do something, I have to... Um, and, and the more I practice it, the better it gets. But when I start to feel anxiety or fear or discomfort in any way, shape, or form, I need to just pause. And one of the things I've learned to do, especially if someone's asking me something that I'm not sure of, is let me get back to you on that. I'm not sure. Thanks for asking, but I need to, to think about that for a little bit because oftentimes my mouth moves before my thoughts really do and before I really can can bring myself together with that God consciousness. So, um, you know, the you know the we are often surprised how the right answers come after we've tried this for a while. But it is a while. You know, there's a long period of reconstruction ahead. Um, you know, I I lived my life for a long time, uh, not delaying gratification, not not having this conscious contact. So it's going to take me a long time to really, you know, feel more comfortable with it. And I think I just want to put a shout out to everybody that's working on their steps and, and working on uh, a connection with a higher power, that it, it is a process and just trust the process. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Larry. Thank you, Sarah. Okay, we have, I don't know that we'll get to everyone, but we got Paula followed by Janice. Paula, good morning. Maybe I maybe I didn't hear Paula. I might have just uh, conjured that up here. Why don't we go with Janice? Janice, good morning. Your turn. Janice F, press star one to unmute. Okay. Hopefully you guys can hear me. Yeah. Um, who's that? 
Well, if Paul, we, I had Paula, I had Janice, and then we I can have hear you. Good morning, Larry. Okay. This is Janice. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. I can hear you now. You're coming through great. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for your service today. I really, really love Wednesday Wednesday meetings with Larry and every other day. It's just in, it's just immensely a, a, such a part of my life now. Um, I wanted to share today because um, this this part of my recovery is has to be a priority in my life every day. I know for myself that I cannot afford to leave my home before I have, you know, turned my thinking over to God and and asked for him to direct my thoughts today. And and uh, it is huge. It is paramount in my life because I know for each day that God directs my thinking, my um, sanity will be with me. Um, if I don't ask for that, I will be filled with resentment and fear and anger and critical, judgmental, jealous, sick thinking. I cannot afford to give away my serenity for, for one second. My serenity is not for sale. Life is going to happen, but God is with me, and I have to trust every day. I can't only, I, I understand today that I can't only trust God when things are going good, you know, because not every day is going to be wonderful. You know, every day can, can be brought with challenges. But I learned through this program that pause is so important. Um, I refrain today. I've learned to refrain. And the thing that I've learned to refrain with God's help only is myself. God, please get self out of the way. Let me refrain from taking charge. Let me refrain from um, all that selfish, self-seeking thinking. I can do it. Reliance on self. It's, it's not something I can do today. So um, if anybody would have told me 34 years ago in this program that I would wake up a half hour before you know, my day needs to start so that I could sit and be quiet with God and ask that my mind think along his lines instead of mine, I would have never believed it. And and this is a transformation. And this there there is nothing left for me but to continue to grow in this program because nothing else ever worked. You know, this program does heal you from the inside out. And it is a gift. And it's a blessing every day. So I thank you for allowing me to share. I thank everybody on the line who shares every day and does service for this wonderful meeting. And I pass. Thank you. Okay, we have Sue followed by Shannon. Sue G, your turn. Hi, Larry. Good morning. This is Sue G from Michigan. Good morning. Um, good morning. <laughs> um, I had conscious contact with God. I call it God consciousness and the spiritual experience in the back. But I, and I could have peace and I could relax after I asked God for direction. My problem was, is that until I got into the big book, I didn't realize that it's not done for the day. Um, I have to, uh, 
I have to take that break like I did it yesterday. And uh, I've been depressed and I'm bipolar. And we're not sure if it's bipolar or not. So I've gone to my kidney specialist and he looked at me and he said, you're just not, not right. You're not the same. And I said, I know it. And I said, I've been going downtown and downhill since you saw me in January. So all my all my blood work and everything was fine. But then I started praying on the way home, you know, where do I turn? What do I do? And he gave me, God gave me um, exactly who to call and what to say. And um, And I have to trust God now that it will work out. Um, but I don't always, always get that instant inspiration like I did yesterday. Uh, and before, before I was in OA for a long time, and and uh, would ask for inspiration when, when things came up. But I didn't do it in the morning, and that's the difference now. That I'm doing it in the morning, and I'm relaxing. Uh, I still don't relax for the whole day. I can't. My mind's a jumble. Uh, I'm a worrywart. But I do relax and I don't struggle after I've done it. And every time I remember to do it during the day, I relax and I don't struggle. And that's such a blessing. With that, I pass. Thank you, Sue. Okay. Hey, James, I don't think we're going to get to you, but you can hang around to the second hour. Shannon, you're going to wrap us up this morning. Shannon, good morning. Thank you, Larry. Good morning. This is Shannon from Duluth, Minnesota. Um, The words upon awakening definitely strike me. Um, For years, I would wake up with the gloom and doom haze of like, oh, crap, I have this long to-do list to get done today. So I would try and try and surrender, try and meditate a little bit. But there was just this like internal shakiness and fear of like, oh my gosh, I've got these health conditions that make me really tired and in pain. And how am I going to get all this done to get all my survival needs? And it, the list went on, but just, I just recently finished up another in-depth step four and five, where I addressed some beliefs regarding, you know, I can't hear God's voice to direct me and a belief of my gut instincts don't work. And it was like, all right, God, I asked you, where is my magic eight ball answer of what to do today? And it was like the Santa Claus list. It's like, come on, God, give me an answer right now. Give me, give me, give me. Now I'm starting to transition after that step four and five of really addressing that at a deeper level I feel like I've got this new energy flow for the day. I feel a lot more peaceful and serene. And um, I've learned a lot throughout this program um, and in outside resources that um, my head really doesn't give a lot of great answers. However, if I sit and take a moment and see what direction my body wants to go, like my gut wants to go, um, I need to see which direction it leans towards because I found that I don't necessarily get thunderbolt lightning answers as to what to do throughout the day. Um, it's not like we can just ask Siri um, what questions. I need to ask, take a couple breaths, and then see maybe what directions keep coming up as a theme from my higher power. 
And then, you know, make a phone call on it and say like, oh, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I'm not sure what to do. You know, I can always call a fellow like, you know, God with skin on. Um, so I try and remember, like, I can make a list, but do remember, like, give myself some margin of time in between events so I can reground with my higher power to get redirected and recalibrated and recharged. So it's a work in progress. I'm still learning on it, but I'm grateful for that step four and five where I did it to a whole deeper level to get some of those core beliefs and um, fears and things addressed. So with that, I pass. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Shannon. Thanks for wrapping us up there. Okay, and thank you to everyone who has shared. Um, we invite you to join us for our second unrecorded hour of study that's uh, going to immediately follow uh, the closing. So we're now going to close from a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I was going to reach out. Rachel and M, are you there to read page 164 for us? Okay, thanks, Rachel. Appreciate that. This is Rachel and M. I'm thankful recovered compulsive overeater and anorexic. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Amen.